increased carryout, limited dine-in choices, new seating arrangements. As clubs and resorts continue to navigate their new normal, they're looking for trusted names to keep members engaged and excited about their menu options. Tyson Fresh Meats delivers the quality cuts, menu inspiration, and customer service integral to the best-in-class on-site operations they serve. Find out more by following Tyson Fresh Meats Food Service across social media. This is Joanna DeCellis, editor of Club and Resort Chef. In this episode of Club and Resort Talks, we're chatting with Rye Waddington, executive chef of Winged Foot Golf Club in the Maranac, New York. Over the past two years, Chef Waddington and his team have been preparing for a U.S. Open that was nearly canceled or relocated several times before July. But it's finally here, and while it looks a little different than past Opens, Winged Foot's food and beverage team has gone above and beyond to make sure the culinary experience for players is just as memorable as the course. Thanks for joining us today, Chef. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So it's been a bit of a big week at Winged Foot, huh? Tell us what's going on there. It is. We do. We have the uh, U.S. Open here, so Friday. Um, it's playing pretty tough out there right now. Uh, there's not many low scores, so it'll be interesting to see who's still here on the weekend. Uh, we're catering just really for the players at the moment, which is um, it's good. It's not the... 30,000, 40,000 people we expected uh, because of COVID. But um, our job this week is just to make sure that our players are, are nice and comfortable and show them good wing foot hospitality. And so far, so far, so good. It's been smooth sailing. What was the planning process leading up to this? I mean, you found out about the Open years ago. So 2015 is when um, we first found out that we'd be hosting the Open. Um, the real planning started about two years ago. Um, just working with different vendors, uh, working with the USGA, uh, USGA on uh, menus and the uh, the caterer that does a lot of the concessions, Ridgewells. Um, and then obviously in March, that all got you know, thrown out the window and sort of like, let's rethink this. Um, and for, for quite a while there, we didn't know whether we were going to host the Open. Um, because of COVID, New Rochelle, New York here was a real hot spot. Once we found out that it would go ahead with no fans, we put our heads together and, you know, decided what we were going to do. And that was uh, that we would just do the players in the clubhouse. So they have uh, exclusive access to the clubhouse. Um, so then just working with the USGA and sort of, you know, keeping in mind of all the different COVID protocols and so forth. So a lot of pre-wrap stuff. Actually, working with the USGA has been a lot of fun. Robbie and Danny, who have done, I think, between them, like 30 or 40 US Opens, they know all the players you know, by first name, um, they've really, really helped and sort of guide us on what sort of stuff they were looking for. And uh, everybody's super, super happy with what we're, what we've been serving. Um, very, very healthy menu options. And uh, it's a real buzz for the team. The team's a lot smaller than what we expected. Uh, we've gone from this time last year to having a team of 38 to we only have 12, 12 people in the kitchen now. So like so many, that's <laughs> a little bit different. Like many chefs out there, you know, we've really had to pivot and adapt and sort of change up our service styles and so forth. But hopefully, you know, we've uh, we've seen the worst of it, and within the next um, few months and into spring next year, hopefully, we can move back to our normal way of life. So let's drill down into what this actually looks like with 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 you're just serving the players. Are they coming through for three meals a day? Are you doing buffet? Are you doing action stations? You said you're doing a lot of wrapped. So we have both uh, grab and go options. Uh, just simple. One of the things is from moving to US Open from June when we got nice long days to uh, September, the days are shorter. So practice time and is um, 
is not as uh, not as, as available for them. So we'll start breakfast at 4.30 in the morning and we get a few players in a, around 5 o'clock um, and they're actually being practicing under lights. So we have an a la carte menu. The menu's designed for like three, four-minute pickups. Um, there's about 15 items on there. And then we'll also do some to-go packs at night time. We didn't want any gatherings at night time, so there's no a la carte dinner. But a lot of the players are renting houses locally. So we do some nice grill packs up for them. They've got a choice of three or four different options that they can take home and, and cook for themselves. I've been cooking for, uh, for Adam Scott, my fellow Aussie, um, quite a few nights, which has been good. Um, and it's what have you been nice. making him? Uh, he's quite healthy, so he's had been um, two nights. He's had you know, just a nice piece of grilled or a king salmon with some um, local vegetables from the side farms. Tonight, you're going to have some nice New York strips. Uh, he's on the course right now. So in between this, I'm sort of checking on him to see uh, see how he's going. Have there been any really wild requests from any of the players? Not at all. No, it's very, very... <laughs> Boring! <laughs> yeah, no, it's very, 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 very straightforward. Very, very straightforward. What types of things are you doing now differently from the COVID perspective? Well, for, yeah, for back of house, again, we've really reduced the amount of people that we have in there. We reduced our menu as well, just to um, sort of run as a parallel with our staff staff numbers. As far as, you know, it's everybody's wearing masks, everybody's, um, you know, washing hands and so forth. We do training once every week of sort of just a, a reminder of, you know, personal hygiene and, and what to do. Um, there's health checks for when they come come uh, onto property. For the US Open, everybody had to have a COVID test uh, as part of the USJ rule. So there's actually two and a half thousand people on property. So we had to get two and a half thousand people tested. What have been the biggest challenges so far from a culinary perspective through this whole process, through the past two years, the pivot, the current regulations, the food, what, what's been the biggest challenge for you? I think it's, you know, it's, it's keeping my team together and keeping, you know, like I said, we had a team of 38. So it's really, it's been tough to see, you know, we had to furlough a lot of people and some people didn't come back. Um, unfortunately, one of my uh, line cooks who had worked with me for almost 10 years passed away from COVID. So it really hit home for us. So it really did. It was, um, it was a, it was a tough time there. It was a pretty dark sort of place, but, you know, getting back into a routine and, and, and seeing, uh, my team being able to be here now for the US Open with so much planning went in place, although it's not what we originally uh, envisioned. It's kind of, you can see the smile on their face that we've sort of, we've got to that point. So it's been really good. I mean, I know, you know, Christy and Katie, they've been working long hours. Christy's been uh, coming in with me at four o'clock in the morning. So she's, um, she's tired. <laughs> she's ready I for bet. Break. I see Katie posted on Instagram or Facebook, one of the two. Uh, that she was taking a break from golf and making tennis cookies because she just yeah, needed yes, a yep. minute <laughs> not yeah. to be focused yeah. on golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she gets lots of special requests for her different uh, cookies. She's very, very good at them. <laughs> so, what what's been the biggest takeaway in this process? Enjoy life. You know, life is short, and I think the whole world sort of realized that nobody saw this coming. We're just going to really sort of appreciate the time that we have. Um, your, your work and your career is one thing, but there's bigger things outside of it and you need to enjoy yourself and make sure you look after your health. Um, you know, somebody like Carlos who passed away from COVID, you know, he was probably a year away from retiring. He was early 60s and, and you know, and he, he was one of the hardest workers you'd have. He'd work six, seven days a week. And, you know, so I just think that 
as a society, we need to sort of rethink about the way we, we have our work-life balance and really enjoy the loved ones that you have around, around you. Now, that's, that's a special message, right, for the culinary industry, for the chef world, because this industry can really beat you down, right? Chefs have this ego that, oh, I work 80 hours a week. Well, that's all good, but if you're, if you're not healthy and you're not going to live last 50, 55, 60 years old, then what's the point? You know, at the end of the day, you know, if you've got a family, then that, that comes first. And just as a whole industry, we really need to rethink the way we do it. I, th- I slowly see the changes, but I think it's going to take a while. It's going to take some of the leaders to sort of stand up and, and make sure we have that quality of life and that work-life balance. So how do you do that at Wingfoot? It's, it's going to our, our boards and going to our different committees and sort of lobbying that maybe we need some more staff. You know, if there's ever an industry that you can do it in, it's in the private club industry. You know, often we're not so much focused around... Um, food percentages and so forth and more about the member experience and had that member experience be at its optimum then you've also got to have happy staff and staff who really want to be there and and give their all and I I find if you sort of work that 40 to 50 hours you're getting the optimum out of your staff once you start going over that they're tired they become you know they become grumpy so you're not getting you're paying them overtime but you're actually not getting the full benefit of and their full energy anyway so it's sort of it, it doesn't really uh, make any sense so you're better off having some more stuff cut down on your overtime and have them fresh and happy and ready to go so what's next for you uh i need a couple of days off after this there's no doubt about that. <laughs> i bet and, and then I'm <laughs> gonna go and yeah i'm gonna go and challenge myself and actually play the west course hopefully uh next week and and see um see how good these guys really are for more podcasts check out our site clubandresortchef.com.